T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to another one of these. It's America's team. I'm Austin York. That's Dylan Reed. We took a week off to enjoy the holidays. Hope you had a great Christmas with all your friends and families and loved ones and got everything you wanted under the Christmas tree this year. Santa did you well because it certainly did the Cowboys well. Cowboys got a big victory against the Philadelphia Eagles. And I don't give a damn if it's uh, Jalen Hurts back there or... If it's Garner Minshew, the fact that they beat the Eagles, I think, was a big momentum win for the Cowboys. They needed that way more than the Eagles did. Kudos to the Eagles for playing a good one. I'm going to go right to you, Dylan. Here's the question. And as I always pose this, what were the biggest takeaways? What impressed you? What worried you about Dallas? Well, you know, it's we're getting towards the very end of the season. So we're starting to get a real idea of what we should expect from this team as a whole. And I think what impressed me and what worried me are almost two of the same thing. And that's, and we've talked about this before in other episodes, and that's that this team really offensively and defensively as a whole seems to struggle in the first part of a game, in the first half of a game. And, I mean, quite frankly, like many games, that was evident here. And so, I mean, you start off down... 10-0. That's not really a great way to start. You start off yeah, with pick six. <laughs> you start with Dak throwing a, a an uh, interception that you see maybe twice a year in total all throughout the NFL. A defensive lineman getting a ball like that. I mean, and you know, kudos to Jenkins for making the pick. But at the same time, you saw a team almost you know almost Jekyll and Hyde from first half to second half, and really Dak's like that as well. You know, like you said, you mentioned he throws a pick and then. He goes out and has one of his best games of the year. I think uh, no doubt it was his best game. And kind of going on with that is that you look at this game, and I think you probably may have gone there or were going about to go there. I don't want to cut you off, but the running game real quickly, that didn't really show up. I mean, you had two, two and a half yards on average running. The Philadelphia is a very hard team to run against. They really keep you, uh, keep you honest there. The Cowboys really couldn't establish anything. Uh, substantial on the ground and so it was up to Dak and Dak showed why he's to me one of the better quarterbacks in the game 300 what 47 yards Mm -hmm. three touchdowns he did have the pick six but to me stuff like this I I think actually helps Dak when you see a guy throw a pick six but him coming back so quickly 
and able to establish himself and just put that in the back of his mind and go forward. He kept swinging it, slinging it. I mean, he was what you wanted to be for a quarterback, and I think that just adds to his luster, in, in my opinion, because, look, he's going to go through some tough times, and he's going to bounce back pretty pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, Dak, and this is kind of one of the best aspects of Dak, is that he has a great ability to come back from adversity. And like you, like you mentioned, you throw the pick at the beginning, turn around, th- throw for over 300 yards, throw for three touchdowns, and do it against one of the, I mean, Philadelphia along with San Francisco, that those are pretty much the most elite defenses in the NFL That's right. as a whole. And, and not to mention that this is a team that has well-established itself as a run-first team, struggled greatly on the run, and that didn't really seem to stop them. I mean... A few kind of little point takeaways I would take away from this is when you go back, and we can switch kind of to the defense for a second in that game. When we talk about the Cowboys' rush defense, still not great. But I will say this, I was particularly impressed with the pass defense. And I know that we didn't get the pressure that we like to get, especially on a guy like Gardner Minshew. Not the sacks that we like to get. But two of those picks that were seemingly... Actually, not that bad of throws. I mean, you go back, you look at the stat line, you think Gardner Minshew really messed it up. And you go back and you watch two of those picks, one really impressive by J. Ron Curse, and it was a ball that was thrown really at his receiver, and the defensive back reaches over from behind the receiver and grabs the ball. And that happened twice in that game. That's something you really don't see a lot throughout the year. And to see it twice in one game, I think that this defensive backfield is starting to understand that if the defensive line is struggling to get pressure, they still need to step up and make plays. And, I mean, they played, I think, as a backfield, despite all the injuries, the best game they've played all year. And that says a lot because, I mean, that's discounting when we had Anthony Brown and all those other guys still healthy. Yeah, I think uh, the black, I think the cornerback situation is, to me, is solidified mm-hmm. in Dallas, whether we like it or not. It's Nashawn Wright, who I think has size, which you, which you like. I think he played admirably. Uh, Bland, and then uh, uh, what's uh, and the other guy? And then he, Diggs and, and Curse. Diggs on the other, yeah. yeah. So those are the guys that you're going to go with. I think uh, Boss Man Fat, the days for him are only unless there's a situation that I don't know what would arise. Knock on but wood he, that we don't have yeah, to. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But he's he's going to be subject to special teams only. But I think it's that. And the good news about that is I think that they are a, a little bit more physical than the other guys. I saw Nashawn Wright get in there. I saw obviously Bland is having a great a great season. What he's got five picks. I think that leads the yeah, team. He, he's Bland has been, I mean, there are so many guys like that you didn't expect it. An Armstrong, right? Dorrance Armstrong's another oh, yeah. guy like that where you see it and you think, I had extremely low expectations for this guy and he's just blown them out of the world. We're we're lucky that we have guys like Bland that all of a sudden he's getting multiple picks and his coverage is great. He's all over dudes. Like you said, they are physical. And um, Nation writes, you know, a work in progress, but still a physical guy. I think that really helps when you don't have the hand skills to be physical. And, and let's be honest, when you had Jordan Lewis, who's out, and then Anthony Brown, those guys would normally be starters. Those guys weren't exactly... T- uh, physical. They weren't no. exactly tacklers. Uh, Jordan Lewis a little bit, but not really. Anthony Brown, no, though. No, and neither is really Diggs. Mm-hmm. So now you've got three corners who, well, besides Diggs, are not really afraid to get in there. And then McKenzie, who's brought in as a, as a situational guy in the corner, 
Uh, he was just kind of picked up. So that's what you're going to go with with the Dallas Cowboys moving forward. Overall, I think the Dallas defense uh, is what it is. They're hurting right now. I think they made the stops when they had to. I think when they get Jonathan Hankins back in the playoffs, that's going to be big. I think obviously getting Leighton Vander Esch back will help the run. And also, you got to remember, uh, Sam Williams was involved in a wreck last week, so he wasn't even involved in the game. So he's coming back. He's had a good season. Had a good season. So you're going to get the defense a little bit healthy. There is no savior on the horizon, but it's a defense that, that I think I can live with. Overall, what did you think this game – how did you feel about the Cowboys coming away from this game? Were you encouraged, a little discouraged? Is, is it – are the Cowboys who you thought they were? Is this the way it went? You know, this this Cowboys team and this Cowboys game really – showed me that we have actually a better offense than I thought we did. Because it's not a shot, but I did think that the best way for us to operate was to, was to be run first. And I still do feel that way. But I did kind of have concerns that maybe if we had to sling it around, had to go for over 300 yards passing, had to say, like you said, we're getting less than three yards of carry. Like, we got to drop that. we got to find a way to be productive. Dak was able to do it. And I was never questioning Dak more than I was questioning the play calling and the receivers, but it seems like we're starting to get more cohesion with that. And, I mean, obviously we'd be remiss if we didn't at least just for a moment touch on the play of T.Y. Hilton. Obviously extremely limited, but that one play that he made, the huge grab that he made for 52 yards, it was not only really encouraging for me to see that he still has that speed, but what it made me realize is Dak can make that throw. And that's a throw that not just not a lot of quarterbacks make, and we were talking about this right before we started the episode. Uh, outside of Tom Brady in the NFC playoff picture, I don't see another quarterback, and no offense, but including a guy like Jalen Hurts, making a throw of that caliber. No, not on that, and, and not when it counts like that. Mm-hmm. Third and 30. For a receiver that, that really you have, don't have a whole lot of experience with. And I kind of want to wrap a bow on, on the Eagles game because we got to move along here and talk about the next opponent, but... I thought this was a big game for the Cowboys, basically because they're coming off a, a horrible loss to the, to the Jaguars they shouldn't have had. This is a game that they needed, honestly, for just their sake, just to say, hey, we can play with the best, we can beat the best, even if we're shorthanded. And don't make make no mistake about it, Gardner Minshew is a good backup quarterback. One and of the he best. He could be, yeah, the best He used to be backup, a starter. Yeah, in, in the league. I don't know. I remember advocating for him to try to come over to Dallas if, if Dallas was interested. So, big win. And now we got to move to this week's opponent. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this, kind of like we did with the Texans game, even though that turned into kind of a <laughs> more than we thought. One. It's the Tennessee Titans. And the only reason we're not talking about this one is really because Tennessee doesn't have, have anything to play for in this week, everything to play for in next week. It's all uh, week 18 for them. If they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, they win the division. If not, they lose and they got the 16th pick or something in the draft. Um, so they're going to sit a lot of guys. In fact, their injury report shows I think eight guys are out, and then three guys, including Derrick Henry, are are doubtful. You have their backup quarterback uh, is uh, Malik, uh, Malik Willis, Willis, and he – Who's been horrible. When yeah, he, and he's he, good he's athletically. He's a project. Yeah. He's a project. But he's 50% of his passes is complete. They're looking at Josh Dobbs as a guy that they can go for in the playoffs. So we're probably going to see a little bit of both of those. Uh, anything 
that you would like to see, or are you at all worried about this? How would you approach this game if you're the Cowboys? Because it looks like Tennessee is is approaching it like a preseason game. I think if you're Dallas, I think that you need to approach it the same way. Now, that's really, you know, that saying that everything goes goes according to plan and they do end up not starting a lot of those guys. If they do, you kind of are going to have to play a little bit of a song and dance with them and kind of see how they approach it. But if they really do approach this like a preseason game, you need to as well because you really don't want to get guys hurt. Even though they're down a ton of dudes, they still throughout the year have been a top three uh, defense against the run. So I would love to maybe see a Tony Pollard in a very limited role, maybe even sitting. I would love to see a guy like Micah Parsons on a limit, and I know that he would hate this. We all know how much of a dog he is out there. But I would love to see him on a limited snap count. I would love to see Diggs on a limited snap count. You know, he had that hand a few weeks ago. And and I, and I know we're singing the praises of these other defensive backs, but it all functions with Diggs because he is kind of really turned into a lockdown corner this year. So having that guy that no one wants to throw to, actually the least thrown to cornerback in the NFL, you want to keep him healthy. So I, I would love to see some of that. I would love to see, I mean, just any guy who we feel is banged up, take a little bit of rest and see some other guys come on. I mean, heck, I wouldn't even be mad if the game is in that kind of position to see a Cooper rush in the third or fourth quarter. I think that you've got to have these guys and your whole team healthy for the playoffs. Uh, here's one thing I know that is going to be the case, and I don't, I don't care about this. You have to win this game if you're yes. the Cowboys. I don't care if you have to play everybody until it's just, just for the sake of you cannot go into Tennessee and lose when they're not putting any effort into it. So I think you play a lot of your starters for a lot of the game. I think, like you said, if it's you're up by 20 or something in third, then I think they're throwing the white flag already mm-hmm. in there. And you pull your guys or, or play them on a limited basis. One thing that I'm looking forward to is kind of what you touch, touched on earlier – T.Y. Hilton, I want to see what if you can get him involved in the offense a little bit more. He played 16 snaps. I think he caught two balls, one obviously, the, mm-hmm, the big one. one. yeah. And then I believe he caught one on fourth down. So I, you've got two big plays that he's making. It, it's obvious that he can still go. Mm-hmm. He outran two guys basically on that coverage. So he obviously can go. He can spread the field, get him involved in more. This isn't a guy that I think – I thought at first you might see him maybe 15, 20. I think you can put him a little bit more than that. You've got to take Noah Brown out of the game for a bit. Give him some shots. He, When he caught those that pass, those two passes, I just noticed his his reaction. He jumped up. He was excited. He was, I'm, I'm back. I think this guy is ready to make a run, and I'd love to see the Cowboys use him in, in any way possible. So I'd like to see that. But also – I'd like to see some of the defense get healthy. And mm-hmm. obviously they're sitting late in Vander Esch. Sit some other guys. You don't want to hurt everybody, but you have to win this game. Maybe see a little Malik Davis. Yes, that would be after, a good idea. After uh, Tony Pollard. you got to win this game. This line is Dallas right now, minus 13. Oh, why did <laughs> I didn't know it was so, uh, I mean, it's a double-digit thing. We saw this last time with the Texans, minus 17, and that you saw how that ended. But this isn't like the Texans. The Texans no. were playing everybody that they had that was available. This the the Tennessee Titans are sitting a ton of guys on purpose. Uh, so I I don't know if I I feel comfortable with betting the over in that one or uh, betting the cover in that one. But I I think the Cowboys do win. I could see them winning by double digits here. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's just you you have to realize 
when you see a line like that, it's not just that they think that Dallas is a better team, and it's not just that uh, they're benching a lot of players, especially a guy like Derrick Henry. If he doesn't play, that's a huge impact for them. But they are going to, at least for a little bit, roll out Malik Willis until he gives them a reason to make Josh Dobbs get out there. Malik Willis, maybe he'll be great in the future. I'm not trying to take shots at some rookie. That's ridiculous. Third-round pick. But his play this year, when he starts, has been on an extremely low level. I mean, when I say extremely low, he's he started two games. He's yet to throw for 100 yards. He's yet to run for 50 yards. So he's supposed to be a dual threat. Hasn't done a lot of either. His and I, and this isn't this isn't a whole idea of how a quarterback is, but quarterback rating gives you kind of an idea of how good of a good of a game manager they are at least. And his combined QBR through two games that he started is twenty two point five. All right. So, so th- that's why that line exists like that. This is a, this is a time for your defense to go out there. Hopefully your starters can get a limited snap so they can get rest. But go out there, tear them up, get get a pick, get a few sacks. You know, pad your stats. You know. Create a large divide by halftime by the third quarter. That way we can get some guys some reps and we can get some guys some rest. That's right. And, and the thing is, too, it, it's also not only for yourself, but it's for your feeling going into the playoffs. And remember, it's a long shot, but if the Eagles lose both games and you win both games, we are the number one seed in the yep. NFC East champ. And so that means something. We get home field throughout the playoffs. We don't have to play in the first round. If that's still out there, I, as a Dallas Cowboy fan, really want them to try to get it. Uh, so you've got to take advantage of this. Now, I, we were talking about, I think we're both saying the Cowboys win then. So just oh, yeah, there's no up, doubt. Okay. Yes, there's no doubt. The other thing we wanted to mention, and we were talking a little bit about this, is who is coming into the NFC playoffs? And we brought up the real question, is Dallas better off than they were last year? Is this a one-and-done team? Because I I had a lot of high expectations, or I, a lot of. I had high expectations for the Cowboys last season. They fell uh, short in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, is this team any better? Can we expect any more from them this year than last year? You know, there are two parts to that. A, I think this team is better. And B, I think this team has a better chance in the first round with who they're going to be taking on. The 49ers, just like last year, this year, I still see as a pretty formidable adversary in the NFC playoffs. Even with their third-string quarterback, it doesn't matter. Kyle Shanahan schemes it up great, and that defense is ferocious. But I actually also think this Cowboys team is better and actually better built for the playoffs. Because let's think about 2021 Dallas Cowboys. That's a pass-first team. Now we're a run-first team. That's always going to suit you better in the playoffs. You're going to eat up more clock. You're going to give the other team less offensive chances. And if you're on the end, you're also giving yourself less of an opportunity to turn the ball over. You definitely throw more interceptions than you have fumbles as a team as a whole, typically speaking. So that's one thing. Another thing is this defense is different. This defense has a lot of the same parts, but it does things better that are less flashy. Less interceptions from last year, but we are still much better as a pressure team. I know as of late it hasn't been like that, but keep this in mind. We've been slacking for, what would you say, two or three weeks on the pass rush? Yeah. We're still number two in sack rate in the NFL. We had been number one the whole season, but we are we have such a long resume of success that despite having an off two or three weeks, we're still top two in pass rush. So this is a much better team at pressuring your quarterback, and we're better at running the ball. So I think those two things combined are a recipe for us to have 
much better success in the playoffs, and I think the opponents were set up to play in the playoffs, i.e. probably Tampa Bay. In the first round, that's who exactly. it looks like I, in I, Tampa. I think that we're much better off against them than we were last year against the Niners. So I think all those things combined means that I'll be a pretty disappointed Cowboys fan if we don't come away with a first-round win. Yeah, I think you look at Tampa Bay, who is the likely opponent, the only thing that scares you about them is the the past, the allure of Tom Brady. Yes. That's it. You, you wonder, can he do it again? And if there is a guy that's proven, can he pull an upset, if the game is on the line, you don't want to see that game close because then you're like, oh, no, here we go. But that's the only thing that scares you. Other than that, and even Tom Brady, during three and a half quarters of most games this season, has looked horrible. He's looked and he's, his age. The fact is is that he's had to stay in games against some very bad teams that have not been able to put him away, and he's been able to, to make them pay at the very end. He pulls something out of a hat. I think that that bodes well. The only team that really, as you mentioned, long-term affects me, it scares me, is the 49ers, that defense yeah. and, and so on. You'd have to go to San Francisco. Philadelphia, I said this when I first say, I think that's a beatable team, even in Philadelphia, which is the way it, it looks like it's going to have to be with Jalen Hurts, no disrespect, but I think the Cowboys can beat them. Uh, I think that last time the, the game went different than it did the first time, so round three, if it came to that, who knows? Uh, and then any other teams, I, Minnesota, we've already shown them. I don't, I don't really, I'm not too nervous about Minnesota. Especially with and Kirk then, Cousins in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean. and then any other wild card team that gets in, doesn't. none of them really scare me. Maybe an Aaron Rodgers, but that's going to be a long shot if he gets in with the Packers. We also brought up this interesting fact. Is Dak Prescott the best quarterback going into the NFC playoffs right now? What say you? I mean, I would say the only one that would be better than him is who we've been talking about is Tom Brady. And even then, I mean, he Dak hasn't Prescott, played that well. Yeah. This year. I mean, he has, but he hasn't. I, I, yeah, mean, I mean, he's thrown for a been, lot of yards, but Dak's been, for me, better this year. I would say that, like you mentioned earlier, the fact that we're talking about the greatest of all time and he has all these Super Bowl rings and we've witnessed our entire lifetime all of these amazing playoff runs that he's had. So, of course, I would put him above Dak overall, but. I mean, just this season, Dak's been a better quarterback. I mean, he flat out just has been. Well, better than Tom Brady. I think the the guy that I uh, obviously Jalen Hurts has probably has had sure. a better year than Dak Prescott. But in the playoffs, I know Dak doesn't have a much success, but Jalen's never been there, and yeah, so. I, I still don't. Uh, to me, he's one of those guys you got to show me. And Dak again, not a lot of playoff success, but he has played well in playoff games. I don't fault him for that loss against the Rams a couple of years ago. I know that a sprained shoulder, coming back from a sprained shoulder, which is what Jalen Hurts has, is not as easy as, oh, I'm fine. If you remember, Dak Prescott had that a few years ago, and they had to win a game against Philadelphia. I think it was 18 or, or whatever. He, he couldn't get it done. He played horribly in that game, and they lost. They didn't make the playoffs that year. Why? Sprained shoulder. It's not It's not as easy to come back uh, from as, as people just want to make it seem. So in the in the NFC, Brock Purdy at, at San Francisco, no. Kirk no, Cousins, absolutely uh, not. No. Uh, then you look at, at Tom Brady and, and Jalen Hurts and maybe then whoever else makes it, maybe Danny Dimes or yeah. Carson Wentz or <laughs> maybe crazy Aaron Rodgers if he gets in, but still then he hasn't had a great season. So 
Dak Prescott is the best team, best quarterback in the NFC right now, or at least number two. Yeah, going in the playoffs. So you'd have to think that the Cowboys are probably pretty yeah. a lot better off going into this this postseason than they were last year. Yeah, and here's another thing to think about. This might be a little hyperbole, and I know that I'm maybe a bigger fan of him than maybe most people are, although I think this season we've finally gotten to see it. Is Tony Pollard the best running back in, going into the NFC playoffs? I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sorry. I, it, you know, if the Titans, you know, or I'm sorry, not, not if the Titans. I mean, you know, if you want to consider Miles Sanders with the Eagles are really good, and I think he is good running back as well, but... I mean, Tony Pollard's been leading the league in yards after contact. Well, maybe Christian all McCaffrey year. is the only guy that you could. You yeah, could. that's true. That's true. Christian McCaffrey, true. Yeah, yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It would be Christian McCaffrey and Tony, but Tony Pollard is leading. But, the, the, I, I mean, that's the our version of Christian McCaffrey, yeah. and he's going to the to the Pro Bowl. Christian McCaffrey is not. Yeah. And so, look, this is one of those things where I know it feels for Cowboys fans, and the reason I bring this up. It's because it feels for Cowboys fans that I've talked to like this is a lot of the same. Last year you felt, wow, that team was pretty good. They they can beat some teams and go into the playoffs with some pretty strong, some good strength. This is why this year I think it's a little bit different. The Cowboys are six and one this year against teams with a 500 or better record. That's something that that used to knock this team. Oh, they they perform very well against crap teams, but when it comes to good teams, they can't. And last year you could have made that argument. This year you can't. Only the Eagles have beat them. That is five. That is five hundred or better. So this team is playing well. They're playing those tough games. They're winning ugly, which you're not. You need to do, and they're winning pretty, like we saw in Minnesota. Yeah. And they're making comebacks too. This a little bit of a comeback. Yeah. yeah. Last year, down ten zero to the top team in the NFL. I mean, you're cooked. I'm yeah. sorry, you're cooked. I mean, you can score a lot of points, but they're going to keep scoring points. I mean. This team has proven it can, like you said, blow somebody out. We can we can beat the essentially the second best or best pass defense in the NFL by throwing if we have to. We can run all over you if we we need to. I mean, you know, are we unbeatable? No. No. Can we lose? Yes. Do I worry about Dak? Of course. I don't believe. I think you think he's probably had a better season than I do. I don't think he's played extremely well at times this season, but. I think he is one of those guys that's like a relief p- pitcher. He's got a short memory, and he's going to keep on slinging. And sometimes gunslingers are all that you need. It's like a puncher in a, in a boxing match. you got a puncher's chance, and I like it. I don't mind it. I think the Cowboys are going to be – I predict them to win at least one playoff game. I, I hope I'm right. I predict them to win this week. Looks like you do as well. And with that, we're going to leave you – this week and hope that next week we're coming to you with a win. I, I if we don't win, then like you mentioned, it might <laughs> be one of the most embarrassing losses ever. Be the worst loss of the season. Absolutely, by a mile. And the Cowboys at that point would be what twelve and four going into their final game against Washington. Who knows what's on the line there? But until then, I'm Austin York, Dylan Reed. Until next time. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.